This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Thune proposes raising CRP cap. Chinese shift in supports takes toll on China's corn production. Rains delay corn planting. The Vilsacks. And watch out for those Easter eggs. With low commodity prices squeezing farmers, talk of the need for a larger conservation reserve program has become more frequent in the run-up to the next farm bill. That talk has been countered by reservations over the cost of increasing the program that pays farmers to idle environmentally sensitive land. But South Dakota Senator John Thune announced a new piece of legislation yesterday to push up the cap by 6 million acres. Thune, a Republican and member of the Senate Agriculture Committee, said in a statement, CRP is a popular program in South Dakota, but due to expiring contracts, the state is expected to lose 57% of its existing CRP acres over the years covered by the 2018 Farm Bill. After receiving feedback from stakeholders throughout South Dakota, it was clear that we need to make some changes. I look forward to continuing the conversation on these and other proposals as debate on the next Farm Bill continues to get underway. The CRP cap would be pushed up to 30 million acres under Thune's bill. That's up from the 24 million acre limit that's in place now, but the new proposal wouldn't reach the pre-2014 Farm Bill level. In recent speeches, Representative Colin Peterson, a Democrat of Minnesota, has expressed a strong interest in upping the CRP cap. The big question, what's the CBO score of this type of change? Lawmakers were looking to cut spending in the 2014 Farm Bill, and the CRP was an obvious target amid high commodity prices at the time. They slashed the CRP cap from 32 million acres down to 24 million, resulting in billions of dollars in savings. But it's a decision some lawmakers now say they regret. Chinese shift in supports takes a toll on China's corn production. Corn production dropped last year in China, and the decline continues this year as farmers there continue to grapple with the country's decision to eliminate the floor price it sets for the grain. Chinese corn production for the 17-18 marketing year is now forecast to reach 217 million tons, a 3 million ton reduction from the 16-17 year. The USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service said in a newly published report, some Chinese corn farmers will allow their land to lie fallow to take advantage of new conservation programs, but most of those who switch crops will plant wheat because of strong domestic prices, according to the report. Rice still provides the highest margin, but that crop can be difficult because of water limitations in some areas. Rain delaying corn planting. Heavy rains are making it difficult for farmers in several states to get their corn to the ground, causing big delays, according to USDA. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey said, We did see things kind of grinding to a halt as we moved through the weekend ending April 9th. Corn planting is between 4 and 9 percent behind schedule compared to the five-year average in Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, North Carolina, and Tennessee, according to Rippey. The Vilsacks take positions at Colorado State University. Former USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack is already a busy man with his new job as president of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, but he's also taking on the part-time role of strategic advisor of food and water initiatives at CSU's planned National Western Center. 
Christy Vilsack, formerly with U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, will join CSU as a senior advisor to the Chancellor for Educational Access, as well as the Presidential Visiting Scholar of Education Access. The challenges that are facing our globe will need all of our best efforts and all of our best thoughts to identify sustainable solutions, according to Colorado State President Tony Frank. He said, we're excited to add these two incredibly qualified national leaders to our team and to continue to elevate the conversation and collaborate to create a great impact for our state, our country, and our world. CSU describes the National Western Center as a project that will establish Colorado as a nexus for food innovation and Western heritage. Border Patrol issues Easter warning on eggs. Brightly painted eggshells packed with confetti are a major Easter item for many. There are restrictions when they're brought into the U.S. from Mexico or elsewhere. That according to a new warning issued by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP. Border crossers are only allowed to bring in 12 of the hollowed-out eggs. That according to the agency that spends much of its time arresting narcotic smugglers and they must be dry and free of any egg residue. That's a precaution against spreading Newcastle disease and highly pathogenic avian influenza, HPAI, which are serious threats to the U.S. poultry industry. Report, U.S. aid can improve oversight of food aid. The Government Accountability Office, GAO, is recommending that the U.S. Agency for International Development conduct financial reviews and collect monitoring data in order to ensure that food aid funding is spent wisely. USAID has awarded about $1.4 billion annually for international food assistance projects under Title II of the Food for Peace Act, according to the GAO. The 2014 Farm Bill increased the percentage USAID can use to implement the program from 13 to 20 percent. It also expanded the eligible uses of these funds, creating potential oversight challenges, GAO said in a report released yesterday. The funding has traditionally been used to provide U.S. purchased commodities to food insecure beneficiaries overseas. USAID agreed with the recommendations. USDA prepares to begin scheduling appearances for Purdue. One of the major duties of a USDA secretary is to appear at events and actually talk to constituents. That's why the department is working on how to take requests for speeches by Sonny Purdue, President Donald Trump's nominee to lead the USDA, ahead of his scheduled confirmation vote on April 24th. USDA's Office of Communications is now asking for public feedback on a plan to establish an electronic submission form to collect information on events that the public would like the secretary to participate in or those in which the incoming secretary may want to use to reach back out to interested parties to invite them to events. If you want the incoming secretary to attend an event, you're going to have to submit information like the date and location as well as whether or not you want the press to be invited. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 11th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson, and Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the American Association of Crop Insurers. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.